Welcome to Winning at Wealth, where we throw the Wall Street jargon in the garbage, promote a healthy money mindset, and equip you with the tools necessary for you to win at wealth. I'm your host, John Burdett, and I'm so excited you've decided to spend this time with me. Now let's get to it. The following program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. John K. Burdett II is not providing investment, legal, or tax advice. Thanks for joining me today. I want to talk about something that is required if you want to win at wealth. There's no way around it. You always must live on less money than you earn. If you cannot create savings and investment and live within your means, you'll forever be ruled by money problems. Essentially, we're talking about a budget. The term budget sometimes has negative feelings surrounding it. You may feel like it's something that restricts or impedes your lifestyle. I'd like to challenge you to think about it differently. Use a little Jedi mind trick to associate positive feelings around the budget. A budget is just as much about saying yes to the things you desire in your life as it is about saying no. It's about being empowered to take control of your finances and make deliberate decisions to move your life in the direction you want to take it. I find that many budget programs require too much immediate sacrifice than most people can comfortably live with. Let's face it, it's taken you years to get to where you are. It won't all be fixed immediately. I believe the correct course of action is to be thoughtful in the decisions you make with your money and make incremental changes that over time will have a lasting impact that you'll be able to sustain. I've always tried to live my life with a degree of moderation. I believe that you definitely need to make decisions today that will help you take care of tomorrow, but we cannot forego living in the moment. I know some of the fondest memories that my wife and I have are spending vacations at the beach or Disney with our young children. Now they're nearly grown and it's easy to see that time is something you can't replace. But money is something that can continue to be earned. So when thinking about budgeting, I put this at the top of the list. Find a balance that's right for you between the desires of today and the security you seek for tomorrow. One of the best budgeting systems I've found to offer this type of control is the 50-30-20 budget. This budgeting method can quickly give you an overview of where you stand with your monthly finances. Basically, 50% of the money should be spent on your needs. 30% of your money may be spent on the wants, and 20% of your money should be used for savings and investment. By using this method, you'll clearly see which areas of your budget need the most work. As you begin to put your budget together, the first thing you need to do is figure out how much income you have coming in each month. For the budgeting purposes, we want to use your after-tax income in this calculation. That's basically your net income or the amount of money that gets deposited in your bank account from your paycheck. When budgeting, oftentimes we only look at our expenses as something that's flexible. The truth is our income is also an area we have some degree of control over. If you recall in episode one of Winning at Wealth podcast, we discussed what the true root of wealth is, that wealth is created in the service of others. You may find that you have skills or talents that are untapped that could be worth more in the marketplace. You may discover with a little training to improve your skills. You may be able to earn more pay. One of the results of the pandemic was to highlight opportunities for side hustles or remote work that may have been overlooked before. If you complete your budget process and find that you are unhappy with the lifestyle your budget allows, the answer is never to borrow money 
to make up the shortfall. If you find yourself accumulating consumer credit card debt at the end of the month, this is a big red flag that your budget has gone astray. Living within your means is not a suggestion. It's simply a fact if you're to win at wealth. This is true whether you make $20,000 per year, $200,000 per year, or even $2 million per year. The same rule applies to all. Now let's look closer at the 50% category for your needs. Basically, needs include things like your rent or mortgage, utilities, food, insurance, the minimum payments you have on your loans. Once you add all these items together, the goal is to have these expenses less than 50% of your after-tax monthly income. If you're under the 50% mark, congratulations! You have the ability to spend a little extra money on your wants, debt repayment, or ideally savings and investment. If you're over the 50% mark, you now have a good indication that this may be an area for closer inspection of your expenses. Are you paying too much out for your rent or mortgage payment? Is this an area you'd be willing to change? The answer to that is entirely up to you. After all, you're in control of your money. If you're going to keep the expenses higher than the budget allows, you will need to be sure to reduce your expenditures in the want category. These funds must come from the want category. Funding the savings and investment category is the only way you will achieve long-term financial success. Even if you're purchasing your home and have a mortgage, I believe that you should not look at your home as an investment. A true investment produces income and pays you. Your home creates expenses such as maintenance and taxes and insurance. While the home retains value and over time may even grow in value, the monthly expenditure to purchase a home and to maintain a home beyond what your budget allows will make it more difficult to achieve financial freedom. This is because it will restrict the money flowing to true investment assets. There are other items in the need category that can also go into more than one category. For instance, your food expenditure. We all know eating is a need, but an expensive dinner out is a want. Be sure to think about this as you complete your budget. Don't make the mistake of cramming all these wants into the need category and then throwing up your hands and saying, there's no room to take control of your finances. Again, this is not an exercise to deny yourself of every desire you have. It's simply a way for you to clearly see where your money is going and the choices that you can make to take back control. The idea here is to bring order to the financial chaos that you may be experiencing. I can assure you when you take control of your finances, you'll feel empowered, accomplished, and confident. Now that we're coming into the want section, hopefully it'll be a little more fun, if you have your needs section under control, the 30% of your money spent on wants is where the living for the day comes into play. Your wants include things like dining out, buying a nice outfit, your online streaming subscriptions, or even a nicer car that you may elect to purchase. A want is just that. It's what you want out of your money and how you use that to create the lifestyle you desire. A word of caution in this area is to be careful that you don't commit to long-term expenditures here that might restrict you from making adjustments if your future income or budgetary needs change. For instance, a Netflix subscription is easy to cancel, but a five-year loan on a new BMW would be hard to exit without a financial loss. As I mentioned before, the want category 
may also be an area that catches some of the overflow from the need category. You may be able to rent a house for $1,000 a month to meet your needs for shelter, but you may have elected to purchase a home with an $1,800 a month mortgage to meet your needs and satisfy some of your wants. It may be appropriate to do this as long as you are sacrificing other wants to make that happen. Once again, you should not invade the 20% savings and investment category to satisfy your wants. This type of budgeting gives you plenty of discretion to wisely choose how to allocate your money. A budget is never a tool that's telling you, no, you can't do this. Your income is what determines what is possible. The budgeting tool simply is making you aware of your economic reality. You must always operate within economic reality to win at wealth. Finally, let's take a look at the all-important 20% savings and investment category. All of us have some sort of financial history. We're not coming to winning at wealth program or any other financial system with a blank slate. We've all made mistakes. We've all learned many lessons the hard way. And our finances may still need to recover. One of the areas in the 50-30-20 budget you may think is missing is paying for these past mistakes or the accumulated debt. This is not the case. Let's say you were coming to the program and you have $5,000 in credit card debt. You certainly can't begin to build wealth and carry this type of debt. As we discussed in the needs category, you are to place the minimum monthly payment amount on your debts in that category. You are to satisfy the additional principal payments necessary to pay off this debt by using the 20% from the savings and investment category. Let's say you earn $5,000 a month. If you are running your budget correctly, that means you'll have $1,000 to add to your debt payments. Over time, you'll begin to climb out of the debt hole that you're in. Once again, you may commit to a more aggressive debt repayment plan. However, this budgeting method tries to strike a balance between paying off your debts in a reasonable time frame while maintaining some balance in your lifestyle. If you're young or single, you may very well want to be more aggressive in digging out of the financial hole. I find that it's much more difficult to be as aggressive if you have the needs of a family to meet. If you stretch too far and too quickly, I believe you're more likely to stop before you complete your winning at wealth journey. It's like being on a crash diet. It might work and you might see results in the near term, but as soon as the diet's over, you often revert back to where you started. This is because you didn't build the healthy habits that are required to sustain success. Your finances are very similar to this. After you've successfully escaped the yoke of consumer debt, you next need to build and maintain an adequate emergency fund. An emergency fund is there to ensure that you can deal with unexpected expenses the life is sure to throw at you. The fund should be maintained outside of your day-to-day -day checking account, and it should be accessible, but not without some effort. Think about money market funds, high-interest savings accounts, and things of that nature. With an emergency fund, you have to accept that you're not going to earn high rates of return with this money. But the fund will allow you to treat your long-term investments as long-term investments. If an emergency arises, you'll not need to raid your retirement funds and pay taxes or penalties or sell investments that are tied to the market when the market might not be performing well. The emergency fund puts you back into control of your money. You should aim for three to six months of your living expenses in your emergency fund. Once you've reached a fully funded emergency fund, 
now you're ready to be an investor. On the podcast, I unfortunately cannot tell you exactly where or how to invest your money. Every individual and every situation is different and may require differing investments. Generally, a good place to start is a company retirement plan, if it's offered to you, as well as you could explore IRAs, and especially Roth IRAs. For long-term investments, such as retirement planning needs, you'll most likely be looking for diversified investments that participate in the stock market. Stock-based investments like stock mutual funds may have volatility, but over the long run, ownership of companies that are producing desired goods and services tends to pay the highest return. If you're saving for a short-term need, these types of investments might not be advisable. In future podcasts, I'll detail what I like to call the investor toolbox. There's no perfect investment. All investments have positive qualities and negative qualities. It's very much like the tools in a toolbox you might find in your garage. Some jobs might require the use of a hammer, while some jobs might require the use of a saw. Neither of these tools would be very good if you're doing the wrong job. The same is true with investments. Please stay tuned for these future episodes where we'll dive deep into the various investment tools to discover the ideal job for each investment type. I certainly hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Winning at Wealth. Please be sure to subscribe to our feed so you're alerted to new weekly episodes. Also, please follow along at Instagram at Winning at Wealth Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Winning at Wealth podcast today. I'm John Burdett, your host, and I'd like to introduce you to the Winning at Wealth system. You can join the many others that have made the decision to take control of their financial life. You'll find resources and the support you need to write your own Winning at Wealth story. The Winning at Wealth system includes resources to answer questions on budgeting, debt management, savings, investments, insurance, real estate, and much more. You'll discover how money really works so you can have the proper perspective to make great financial decisions. The Winning at Wealth system also includes access to a private community and a monthly group Zoom with me. Take your Winning at Wealth step today for only $297 for the system and three-month access to the private community. Join at winningatwealth.com. Meanwhile, you can find me at Winning at Wealth Podcast on Instagram, and I'll be back to chat here next week. The preceding program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Fourth Avenue Financial, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by John K. Burdett II should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. Investing may involve the risk of loss of principal. Any tax advice on this show is not intended to be used by any person for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax penalties that may be imposed on such person, and each listener should seek advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. John K. Burdett II is not providing legal or tax advice. Nothing should be construed as a solicitation of an offer to buy securities.